0: Friends, welcome to episode fifty one of Storyteller Conclave. This is a show all about helping you run the best tabletop role playing game that you can. Whether you're a new storyteller or dungeon master learning the craft, or an experienced storyteller, yeah, storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> looking to take your game up to the next level. I am Sarah and tongue tied.
1: Yeah, and we are live, clearly, because we don't we do not bother with our mess ups like that.
0: Look, I I think that's the first time in in close to a year I
1: have messed up the intro? The intro. I, I couldn't think of a time when you did it before, so yeah, I would agree I think this I'm, is first. I think it's a pretty darn good streak. We were actually just talking.
0: We haven't missed a week in 51 weeks. Yeah. And uh, we're coming up on our one-year episode, one-year one year anniversary.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels weird at the same time, kind of like uh, we reached a milestone or like climbed a mountain at this point. Right. You know, with what we've done, so
0: yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been a bit of a journey. Yeah. Been a bit of a journey, but uh, you know we'll we'll do we'll do some retro retrospective stuff,
1: I'm sure, in our anniversary episode and uh, take a good I'll, look I'll, at it. I'll bring that up later. Yeah, so if uh, I'm not going to say it now, but uh, later on, I'm going to talk about our anniversary episode and what we're uh, what we have planned. Could have planned. be a, plan.
0: a topic for discussion. Absolutely. Yes.
1: Uh
0: so uh you know uh, we we've we've got things all switched over now with the uh with the, with the new hosting. Yeah, uh, so we're officially all up on Blueberry and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, our episodes should be coming out all all normal. And, yeah, you uh, won't have turnaround. to do
1: strange things to try and get to them. So
0: turnaround time will also have to be, it will also be uh, extraordinarily quick because we're doing all of our own posting now. So yeah,
1: they, they they it feels weird. I could almost say like they don't even need us anymore, kind of a thing. So yeah, well, but uh, here we are. Here we are. Almost, almost a year. It's oh, crazy. It's good though. It's good. So tonight.
0: Uh, tonight we are talking about, uh, accessibility in gaming.
1: Something that, um, that one of our contributors, actually uh, Knox, um, had suggested was, is that, uh, that we kind of step into this, that we kind of grace the topic a little bit. Sure. Um, but I went ahead and did some extra digging because it's something that uh, I didn't I had flat out told him that, uh, I had never, uh, dealt with that. I, I I didn't have any quote unquote disabled players at my table, Mm -hmm. but as I realized I did, you did. Yeah. I've had more than my fair share mm-hmm. than I'd ever thought about. But the one thing that I, I didn't think about was because of the fact that it was just accommodating. And there were some things that I read and some wonderful articles that I pulled together for both of us to read over. And I'm going to be putting the links out there for people to, so we can discuss this a little bit more. But um, I didn't consider even myself. Yeah. And I think uh, that's it, – it's its own weight. Um so I'm going to flat out say it. Um, I'm dyslexic. Yeah. Um, it's it's something that I've dealt with all of my life. Um, it's been a huge pain in my ass more times than enough. Um, I think that it, uh, I didn't, my sister was dyslexic and she was four years older than me um, when I was young. And she went through a program and kind of did things, but nobody ever tested me. Mm-hmm. By the time I came around, it was like, oh, he's doing fine. No big deal. Um, but the whole time I was dyslexic. Sure. Um, sure. So as I went through school, I had it just had been an assumption that I was bad at math. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I was in high school when um, my high school algebra teacher looked at me and said, "You know all the formulas. You know what's going on. Like, you just failed at the test. So I need you to come in at lunch. We'll talk about this." I'm mm-hmm. like, "Crap! You know I'm doing bad. Let's let's do this thing." <clears throat> so I come in, and she. uh she has me do the test on the board Like each question mm-hmm. And as I'm writing on the board I stop and start to erase something She's like what are you doing I'm like uh, Well I, I wrote this backwards And She's like What did you write show me again Because mm-hmm. you did that too fast And I sorry well I did this And I just wrote She goes Are you dyslexic And I'm like Well my sister is mm-hmm. But you've never been tested No You're dyslexic Rob what you did like and she goes back through my test she's like i can see every place where you made a dyslexic error oh my god why didn't i notice it why didn't anyone notice this before you were transposing numbers constantly yeah constantly because i do it under stress Mm -hmm. when i'm moving quickly through something i do it i i do it with work all the time and i work with numbers all the time Mm -hmm. um but i've always had to accommodate myself but i don't think about it like i just do it naturally Mm -hmm. um and uh Um, Like, uh, like there was one time when we were, I was uh, driving or riding with a friend and I looked over at the uh, like mega million sign. I said, wow, uh, it's 7.2 million. And he's like, it's 2.7 million. I said the words, I read Mm -hmm. 2.7, but the words coming out of my mouth was 7.2. Yeah. It transposed and came right out of my mouth. And I, it wasn't until I heard it basically, it was like, I did say that. Why did I do that? Like I, 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 can think of the number and see it in my mind, and yep. like of what I read. Why did I do that? And it, there's no rhyme or reason. Like I, I can't justify it. There's, there's obviously medical and psychological reasoning why it happens. Sure, sure. It just does. Yeah. And it's, it set me back a lot of times. And having Palladium as one of my first systems oh. was not a great choice. Oh no. Um, I had a lot of arguments with uh, players accidentally. Like, yeah. I would say something. It would come out of my mouth differently. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a couple seconds later, they'd be like, oh, no, no, blah, 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 blah. And I would agree with them kind of haphazardly, like, of course. But then they would argue with me about it. I'm like, what are we arguing about? And then it would come down to the fact that I said something backwards. Mm -hmm. Why are they so tilted over taking
0: 17 damage? Because you told me I took 71. That kills me three times over. Kind of, yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. And that, that was the whole thing was it was just a kind of a silent, invisible disability and again i don't think of it as a disability and that's one of the things that we're going to kind of get into tonight a little bit but um there's a lot of that out there there's a lot of quote-unquote invisible um issues
0: yeah you know um in you know not not just uh uh you know physical ones like that but uh you know mental and emotional as well um my own uh, personal experience with disability is uh, less something as, I suppose, tangible as, uh, as, as dyslexia, uh, but more a lifelong struggle with depression and anxiety.
1: Well, I don't think that's less tangible, but...
0: Well, I mean, it's it's not something as, as, as simple to put your finger on as, as uh, you know, like, I, I transpose numbers. Like, you know, but for for me, it's, depression has always just kind of been there. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it's always just been something I've kind of had to work through, right? Um, and uh, uh, for you know, for a lot of reasons stems from some trauma in my life and stuff like that, uh, right? But, um. You know, getting getting some therapy and stuff like that has really helped. Give me a, at least a good toolkit to work with it when it does rear its ugly head. Right. But um, you know, and and again, it's it's one of those things where like I I've never really thought about it as a disability, but once I started kind of looking into this, it was like on all of the lists, you know, mm-hmm. of like this mm-hmm. is you know you may experience you know disabilities such as depression and anxiety. I'm like, oh wow, that's I guess, I guess it is. I mean, it is a disability. It's, it's something I have to work through mm-hmm. to, you know. And it's is something... it a
1: challenge that affects your everyday life on a consistent basis? And it is, you know, it so. is because it, it's,
0: it's constantly sapping my motivation, especially mm-hmm. as a storyteller trying to run a campaign. Yeah. You know, I mean, like literally right this very moment. Yeah. Um, I'm struggling with that. I really haven't picked up and started writing the next leg of my campaign yet.
1: I've noticed. Because, but I'm also not pushing you on that. Right. Just simply because I'm just not in a place where I can... I think that's know, true for a lot of people right now. Yeah. And they're not necessarily clinically depressed or you know have some kind of anxiety that they require, but I, we're all anxious. We're all depressed we're all stressed out we're all working moment to moment the new normal is not cool you know yeah exactly you know it totally changes your mind about how the games like fallout and stuff work out like if you're a survivor uh it's not as hunky-dory as you think it is oh yeah you know and we're at like level one percent of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. yeah um but then we have other things that are just as equally as hidden that we're in our group that we kind of discussed about which is like we we've had players and we currently have players that have had memory retention issues yep and yep. that's something that's very hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, simple as color blindness. Yeah, you know, red blue or what is it? Red green color blind can be a major thing. Um, I don't know if the player's particular color yeah. blindness and is, then, but but I, I do know that the, the particular color of certain things. Mm-hmm. When we're like,
0: oh yeah, the, the 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 green miniature. Well, sorry, three of them look green to me. Which one is it? Yeah, exactly.
1: You know? Or uh, hearing impairment. Yeah, is another thing. Um. That is, and it having can to be, be mindful of where grades. that
0: player is sitting at the table, yeah. to be able to better hear me, to be able to better hear, uh, yep. you know, uh, I've been doing voices for NPCs before mm-hmm. and had and been stopped in the middle of a monologue and gone, I, I'm sorry, I did not hear the last three things you said because right, right, your voice is within a certain range, mm-hmm. doing this, doing this, 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 this NPC's voice, and just it's not just, there. It's just not hitting my ear.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. So I did some reading. Uh, recently Mm -hmm. Um, actually two weeks ago when we first started talking about this and pulled some stuff together and found um, basically three different fields uh, of information and um, was kind of surprised at how much was out there Mm -hmm. like that was in support and communicating about this Um, and what I will say is that there are a lot of resources that are out there there are there really are surprisingly good out there and some of the things that that again are uh, adaptations that people are using today, and I would say um, I didn't have to do a lot of digging either to to, to really find
0: mm-hmm. them. Either they're they're pretty they're pretty available.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, Roll Twenty. Um, mm-hmm. We found out is actually a really good resource for people um, with that sit under multiple situations where mm-hmm. they might be either blind, partially blind, blind, deaf, um, uh, or or have colorblind issues. All can use Roll Twenty very successfully mm-hmm. because it is uh, it was designed for and with in mind um, screen reading. Yep, and enhancements and accessibility tools uh, where the actual screen gets read to you. Um, so it's very easy to get that data off of it. That Magnification, a lot in there. Yep.
0: color shifting, contrast, mm-hmm. uh, you know, enhancements, things like that that yep. help uh, visual impairments. Um, are, are all available on, Dice pretty, on pretty much digital media. Mm-hmm. So when you take your game from a tabletop game and move it to digital media, like Roll Twenty allows you to do, mm-hmm. suddenly all those things become tools that are that are in your toolbox now.
1: Yeah, digital PDF books are a good thing mm-hmm. if they're especially if they're done right. If they're not just images, yes. Um, and they can actually be digitally read. Um, with a text lot to of speech, sy- yeah, text to speech kind of systems. Yeah. Um, that helps a lot because then you don't necessarily have to go through a Braille system, which Strangely enough, there are groups called Dots, mm-hmm. which is a program that's going right now um, that's not only making dice, but they're also making strides with another group to do uh, conversions on books that have never been converted, yep, yep. which is huge. That's great. And making them free to mm-hmm. the people who need them. Yep, um, I think that's great. I was I was
0: actually really blown away when I was reading about dots. Um, this is something I didn't know about before. Before we were doing research for the mm-hmm. show here, and um, I kind of want to go back to the dice, uh, yeah, because it, the the small numbers on small dice is another big big hurdle for visually impaired people, and. Uh, they not only make 3D printable braille dice that are free, you can just download the uh, the, the, the 3D files for them, but for those of you who don't, do not have uh, 3D printers mm-hmm. available to you, they actually have a, an arrangement with Shapeways yeah. to be able to print them off and get them to you. Now, they can't do the printing for free, obviously, through right, Shapeways, right, right. because Shapeways needs to get their cut, but... Um, yeah like if if you've got your own three d printer or or can make one available to you mm-hmm. the the files are all free and you'll have your own set of braille dice uh no no problem from them um and i I just thought that was really cool like there's, there's' just the idea that I'm kind of going back to how how technology is moving the whole hobby forward um thinking about making accessibility aids three d printable and free and available like that's just great
1: yeah definitely um there was another thing that we that I I, I kind of pushed in your direction as well, um, which is available through Through RPG, which is uh the Fate Accessibility Toolkit. Yeah, I saw the Kickstarter for this yeah. a while ago. Yeah, I did too. After I looked at, it, I was like, wait a second, I did see this, and it is the Fate. It is for the Fate system. Mm-hmm. Um, but like any good, uh, I would say, errata, um, that's that's outside of the scope of necessarily a game. There's a lot of information in there that's good for any game system, um and it's by evil hat mm-hmm. and it was actually done with the original creators in mind. So the developers of fate and other parties got involved to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, effectively it is an amazing guide to not only how to uh, best work within the terminology and social awareness of players who may be disabled at your table, mm-hmm. but also how to properly incorporate People who have disabilities as characters, yep, and 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 keeping things in mind, and it's it's a beautiful write up, like it's, a really beautiful write up.
0: It's worth noting too that the book was actually written by someone with a disability as well. So, um, you know, it's not just a bunch of abled people telling you know telling you about uh, about you know how to work with disabled people and disabled characters at the table. It's you know for for disabled people. By disabled people, right, and, right, right. And I think it's really important that, uh, for for from a representation standpoint, and also because you need to know what you're talking about, you know? right. So, uh, I I think that that was really great, and and like like Rob was saying, it's got a lot of really great uh, things for not only players but characters as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was immediately thinking about uh, different characters who are disabled. Yeah, in
1: popular culture, there's a ton. And, and yeah I mean it wasn't a short list at no, all. It, it's grown quite a bit mm-hmm. and I would have to say depending on how far back you go into um I will say story culture. Mm-hmm. Um you get a sense for where it changed. I mean you look at something like Tiny Tim. Mm-hmm. Um and how um his disability was the image of who he was. Yeah. And how that was he was less Tiny Tim, and he was more the injured, the, the little decrepit kid boy. Yeah, who 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 oh, was poor, that? Poor him! Right, like what yeah. was what was unique about him? What made him wonderful? Um, but then you start moving forward, and you're like, you you move forward through time, and you start looking at other stories that have had characters that have been disabled, and immediately your mind kind of jumps into comic books and and really that's where a lot of things started to shift where you've got mm-hmm. characters who have a disability like Daredevil who's blind mm-hmm. and comes out beyond that and people forget about it mm-hmm. like other characters it is not a fact of their existence it is something that they work actively with but again it's it is a change in their in their set but it's something that sets them apart sure um you put in here Xavier from Charles Xavier from X-Men
0: uh, I mean, I put him on the list, um, but that wasn't uh, wasn't my my the first thing on the list, actually. Uh, no, I would say the, the the first one I dropped on this list was Geordie LaForge,
1: because I'm a Next huge Gen. I'm yeah. a huge trucker, yeah, and having a blind man at the helm, and yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> and I always thought it was really great how they handled his disability. I mean, he he was blind. I mean, he did have a a, a visual aid, you know, or a visual um, you know, a, a tool to tool. help him, you know, yeah, to an assist to, to, yeah. assistance, right? Is the word I'm looking for. Sorry, I'm stumbling here. You're fine, um, but uh, uh, but at the same time, I mean, he was, like I said, a blind man at the helm. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a blind engineer, and yeah. he could see all these wonderful things through his 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 accessibility aid. Uh, you know, you know different wavelengths of things, but he couldn't see like just the normal light spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. and I always thought that was that was just a really cool sort of like. He he had an alternate way of just of just looking at things. It never mm-hmm. it never impaired him. But it at times just... it wasn't
1: even part of the story. Yeah, exactly. You know, you just moved on. hmm And um I think that's a key change. Yeah. Um another one uh that you've got on here that I think is another key change, but again, very recent, is Hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Like they they lingered on the fact that he lost a limb. Mm-hmm. For a very short period of time and only highlighted it when it was critical. But beyond that, there, there are whole sections where it's ignored. Yeah. Thankfully, mm-hmm. because it's not what makes him. Right. Who he is. And that's the whole thing. He's is an that, exceptional
0: dra- dragon trainer. It has nothing to do with the state of his life. Right.
1: Or, or, or a tribe leader as, uh-huh. as time goes on. Yeah. So in that series, you, it kind of shows you how to move away from that. But what was unique about that storyline is nobody ever dwelled on it. Mm -hmm. The camera dwelled on it. He dwelled on it. But no other part of the story dwelled on it. Mm -hmm. So I think that was really unique in, in the way that they handled that. Um, I I threw on this list uh,
0: Harriet Schiff from The
1: Magicians. Which I was unfamiliar with. You had to explain that one to me. Uh Uh-huh. I'm I'm aware of the storyline and such of what's going on The Magicians, but I don't know any of the characters. Yep. So Uh, so
0: Harriet Schiff is a – she's the daughter of the uh, the leader of the library. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and the library is kind of this really, like, fascist sort of uh, magic. They want to c- kind of control all magic mm-hmm. and who gets to do what and know what and stuff like that. Um, right. And so as the daughter of the leader of the library, um, she's kind of broken away and become kind of a resistance leader uh, who's trying to get magic out into the hands of the general public, essentially. Uh, and she is deaf. And there are whole sections of her scenes where it's all just done in American Sign Language. Uh, You don't even get subtitles. It's literally just silence and her and another character just signing at each other. And if you don't understand sign language, you either look it up or you ask someone who does because they're not helping you. Um, And uh, it's worth noting that uh, the woman who plays Harriet Schiff, I apologize, I don't actually have the actress's name, um, is deaf herself.
1: Which is a wonderful thing. Which is a
0: wonderful thing. And there are flashback scenes where she's shown as a teen and as a child, uh, which were also played by deaf actresses as well. Um, Which I think is great because representation, as I will constantly browbeat everybody with, uh, representation matters a lot. And I think it's really great that they they, they went out and
1: made sure that they got deaf actresses for that. It's it's a wonderful thing that people are considering it and yeah. that they're, that they're, that it's part and parcel to the person. It's no different than like, Oh, we need an actor who has short, black, rough hair mm-hmm. and we're going to need their teenage and a child for it. Okay. That's great. That's, that's a visual cue to a dish. but what other things are quirks about that person? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, well they have a sharp nose. Okay. What else? Uh, and their voice is a little low. Great. What else? that, Acting directors and and casting people are going, no, 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 no. Tell me about the character. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me the truths behind this character. Well, we can just have Magnet actin- No, I need to know about this character so that we can build them properly. Yep, absolutely. You know, and make it a person. Make it a whole person in the story. So... Yeah, so uh you did Tyrion Lannister in here.
0: Yeah, Tyrion Lannister because dwarfism is, is cause, I mean. But you don't
1: think about it. You you kind of don't. It's it's one of those things that kind of goes off to the side. You're like, oh, and it's, I think that's a unique thing for fantasy mm-hmm. that we've we're used to dwarves and and halflings being just small people mm-hmm. in stories. And once you're role playing, you really don't even visualize that in your mind too much. Yeah. Um. I remember one game that I played in a while ago, like a long while ago, uh, where we came into a town of halflings and dwarves, and all of us were humans. And they kept telling us, like, like the GM was very strong about the fact that everything was small. Mm -hmm. And it made it very hard to deal with the town, because they weren't used to people who were twice their size.
0: It wasn't built for you giants.
1: No, yeah. no. So like when we went to bed, it was always uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Whenever we ate, it felt like we were eating a half a meal or, or three quarters of a meal, or we'd have to pay double. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. You know? So it was, it was just a different way to look at things. Um, and I thought that that was kind of neat, but now looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, It's just part of the world. Yeah. It was, we were
0: the disabled ones there. Exactly. Exactly. You were the people existing in a world that wasn't built to
1: accommodate you. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. So, so one of the things that the book does a good job that, that fate accessibility toolkit is it talks about disabilities as a whole, whether it's, you are talking about the characters or you're talking about the players. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this is one of the most important things to understand Um, is things that I didn't even fully grasp that I may have been doing or not been doing properly. Yes. Yes. Um, And that is, is that one of the first things is, is that, um, and this is something I recognize and that is, is that disability, disabled people, and I'm using that term very, in a very general way, uh, don't always want to be cured. Mm -hmm. So it's not a, it's not coming to a solution. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, Oh, this person's got a, you know, a missing leg. And at some point, we're going to, you know, get them healed or fixed or whatever. Right, Jordy you know?
0: LaForge's character arc was never about fixing his eyes. They did it a few times. Yeah, but each one of those times, it was
1: never a loss for him.
0: It was maybe maybe about upgrading his, his accessibility aid, but he was it was never like oh, woe was me? I'm blind. When or I'm gonna I ever... have to be
1: blind again? It was like oh, that was a nice moment where I didn't where I could see for just a little while. Yeah. Oh, great. Let's move on. Right. So. Don't dwell on that part of it. And likewise, not
0: all disabilities have a cure. Yeah, you know, it's it's not it's not uh, especially like I know autism gets portrayed this way a lot. Like there's a there. Listen, if you if you take the time to listen to the autistic community, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like a lot of people don't, um, you'll note that uh, there's there's a, a strong push from the from 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 a lot of the abled community the the uh Mm -hmm. uh, holistic uh community that says you know oh well we gotta find a cure for autism no 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 no, stop that there's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with autistic people please stop trying to cure them yeah and you'll hear the exact
1: same thing from the autistic community by and large like it's it it is a different way of thinking Mm -hmm. and reacting and handling situations it's, but it's not broken that's not broken mm-hmm. you know it's different mm-hmm. and it's a matter of managing that like some people can't <laughs> say this is funny but this is a good analogy of it i had a customer um who was in um boca raton florida okay and everybody warned me about this guy before i started working with him that he was very rough and very abrasive but uh, you know otherwise you know would do what you asked and got things done and really didn't deal with it too much. Sure. But he was very, they were like, he's very angry and he's very abrasive all the time. And I'm like, okay. So I started working with him. Now keep in mind for probably the previous four or five months, Mm -hmm. I'd worked with customers that were up on uh, the Northeast coast, most Boston, New York, uh, Maine, that type of area. Okay. And I'd kind of gotten used to the way they talk Mm -hmm. and I will flat out say it. If you were born and raised in that area, there is a certain tone and movement that people have, and that cadence can come off to people who are not from that area as aggressive, mm-hmm. that your your demeanor is aggressive, when really it's just getting to the point. Sure, sure. Um, the same could be said for a lot of people in certain areas, of, in certain places in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, they have that same kind of drive and sure. passion that comes sometimes off as very aggressive. Um he happened to have been from the Boston area and I caught it. Oh, but he okay. didn't have the accent anymore. He mm-hmm. lost that. Um except for when he was really angry. Um actually angry. And within a week I had him pegged. We were great friends. By the end of the month when I actually got to go down there and work with him, he was practically ready to hire me from where I was working and work for him directly. Oh, wow. Um, and we were just really great. And they were like, how can you work with this guy? Is said, this guy's incredible. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, but he's so abrasive. He's not abrasive. He just talks differently. Yeah. And then I got the project manager that I was working with understanding his speech and everything changed. Yeah. It was like night and day. And I think there's a certain thing to be said about that is understanding that not everybody came along with the same understanding and world development that you have not everybody's going to communicate in the same way that you do even from the same area speech is different no matter where you go it doesn't mean someone is less intelligent than you just because they're not using the same loquacious words that you might be using Mm -hmm. or or being able to put the phrase out in the same form it doesn't mean that they're impacted by that in some Mm -hmm. way listening is one of the hardest things we can do yep yep so
0: I'm actually always reminded, um, uh, I've got my own, my own story like that, of uh, learning how someone communicates, uh, Yeah. suddenly it opened up my eyes about everything. Uh, I used to work at, uh, uh, at a uh, uh, f- chain fast food, or yeah. not fast food, uh, uh, but uh, a sit-down restaurant, you know, sort of middle dining, you sort of thing. And um, so I worked back in the kitchen, and mm-hmm. there was one of the bartenders there, a uh, bartender server, uh, who always talked to me like I was a child. And like she was a kindergarten teacher, and okay. uh, I wanted to punch her for the first six months that we worked together. Gotcha. Because everything she said to me was like this. Oh man! And man, I was that's like, just straight up annoying. Oh,
1: oh, oh,
0: oh no, are you, you didn't. Being, are you being condescending? Well, then one day, and then the whole time I thought she hated me. Like, and oh, I thought yeah, that's why yeah. she was condescending to me constantly. Right? Well, no, 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 no. I get it. And uh, then one day she comes over to me and she's like. I was wondering if you wanted to come to my place for a party after work. And I was like, excuse me? You're inviting... You are inviting me to a party? And, like, I was like, I, I didn't know how to deal with this," so I was just like, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll see what's going on. Sure. You know, whatever. Sure, get, sure. I'll give her the delaying tactic until I can kind of figure out what the game right, right, is, Right, you right, 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 right. I didn't know if this was, like, a hazing ritual or no, I'm something, I'm with you. you know? I'm with
1: you. It seems very awkward.
0: And then... I kind of, like, listened to her talk, making plans about this party with someone I knew to be one of her best friends, which is one of the other bartenders. And she was like, okay, so I'll stop and get beer, and you stop over here and pick up this person to bring them to my place. And I was like, wait, she's using the exact same tone of voice with her best friend? Yeah. Oh, that's just how she talks. Yeah. Oh, I'm a jerk. I've hated her for six months. Yep. Why Oh, oh, I'm that. Oh, I'm that person. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: We had, uh, and I had a great
0: time at the party. Good. I'm, the end of the see, story is I had a great time at the party. That, that's
1: all you can ask for some <laughs> days. That is all you can ask for some days. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of a thing. And I think that's part of like some of the other stuff that they talk about in here. Mm-hmm. Like, um, disabilities are not on or off. Mm-hmm. It, it's grades. So hers is just. A way that she's she's not disabled, but it's it's it is within the accessibility spectrum. Sure, sure. You know, of like what what am I doing to accommodate this? Mm-hmm. And so, like, whether you're deaf, meaning can't hear a damn thing, mm-hmm. period, end of story, clinically deaf from birth, or maybe it's just a certain range, mm-hmm. you're still deaf. Sure. Like that's still something to handle and and to be to assist with some level of accessibility. Mm-hmm. You know, as a storyteller, do you how constantly have to be aware of this? you have to keep it in your card deck in your head. Sure. But it's not like you constantly have to be like, have a questionnaire that asks like, do you need accessibility options? What kind of accessibility? And just go through the list. You right, know? right, right, right. But you need to, you need to be aware that it could be a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and to be prepared when like, uh, like those kind of situations where like, Hey, you put out a list of, I'm looking for people to play in this game online. Mm-hmm. um, And I want to use cameras. And one of the people flips on their camera and you're not prepared for what's on the other side yeah you know they they start signing to you and you're like uh oh like i wasn't i wasn't prepared for this right right
0: i don't know asl oh shoot you know uh-huh. do i
1: have to go learn fast okay or can we find something to accommodate where you're typing to me or something exactly and then suddenly they're typing 160 words a second you can't keep up with their paragraphs <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's where maybe you need to write some things and get a little faster on that right, so. right.
0: Uh, But, but I definitely think, you know, for, for something like that, it's, it's, it's more about keeping an open mind to your, uh, to your players and keeping an open dialogue. You know, we, we talk constantly, communication is key in, in pretty much all things, you know? And so if you're, if, if, if a player does have a, have a concern and like, like we said earlier, not all disabilities are, uh, are visible, you know? Um, the, the particular player at our table that, uh, that has hearing impairments. Yeah. Um, there have, there have been, you know, we, we've, we've made a couple different combinations for this player. Right. Uh, and, you know, tried a couple different things. Yeah. Um, the, the first one was sitting that player next to me mm-hmm. so that they could hear me, but, uh, they we, couldn't we hear actually, everyone else. Right. They actually found that, that it was better to sit in the center of the table mm-hmm. so that they could they could hear everybody kind of equally. Yep. Um,
1: and Hey, whatever, you know, plus they did some, they had some adaptive technology that changed. They got new hearing aids, yep which was wonderful. That mm-hmm. changed. That was a huge game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, it's not a toy. It's not something we can talk about. Right. It's something right. that they need. Mm-hmm. Um and that's I think any kind of adaptive device like that, it like they say, you gotta be careful with because it can be very you can be very quick to say something about it and you shouldn't necessarily dwell on it. Mm-hmm. It is it is not I mean you can ask about it, you can say, you know, is there something I need to do about this? But beyond that if you uh, mocking it, using it, uh, propping it within your story sure, if it's a character, sure, sure. I think it, even if it's tr- you're doing it for a plot reason, that's a terrible plot reason. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, don't have the bullies down the street, you know, steal the wheelchair of one of your characters. That is not cool. Yeah, exactly. That is unnecessary as anything else. Right. You know, right, right. do a different plot device. So, uh, and I, I would,
0: I would almost, almost be a little leery of turning it into a like a gimmicky thing too. You know, like don't, yeah. don't turn their disability aid into a, uh, uh, you know, a, a tool. Like, what am I trying to say? Like their superpower almost you know don't don't tie their identity to it
1: yes i i think identity is a huge thing about that Mm -hmm. i mean the it's it's not the blind man who can fight right his name's daredevil yeah he'll kick your ass (laughs) (laughs) so like that's the that's the truth behind it is is that uh one of the things in the book is like we always like there was a time in D &D and and in storytelling this it's conan the barbarian Mm -hmm. not conan the big dumb oaf who never learned to read right right you know that that's condescending you know uh and it's you know it's it's not you don't include whatever that is because it's unimportant Mm -hmm. you know it's (laughs) what was it there was a i was trying to remember it there was a movie i think it was a movie it may have been a book and it just my brain always thinks of things as movies uh where, uh, one of the main characters comes in and I think he's, he's not a, like a villain or anything like that. I think he's just one of the other heroes and he walks in and they're all like, oh, you're blind. Yes. My, my name's Dr. Jameson. I'm a doctor. Thank, right. thank you. And like, like that kind of answers the I'm blind and puts it to the side. Yeah. Like, yep. Like, oh, Dr. Jameson, you're blind. Doctor. you know, Oh, Mr. Jameson, you're blind. That's Dr. Jameson. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And please take my coat and hat. Yeah. You know, and just walks right by them like it's no big deal, tapping way Because that's unimportant to why they're there. Like, you brought me here for a reason, and my blindness has nothing to do with that. Yep. So, yep. yeah. You ever see the movie Book of Eli? Uh,
0: I- I'm aware of it. Uh, it's... Well, I, I won't get into it, because it's kind of a plot twist. But, okay. Uh, uh, but it's a, it's a good movie, and you should check it out. Okay, okay. On, okay. on
1: related notes. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um... um all right, where were we here? Uh, we talked about identity. Oh, pain is relative.
0: Yeah. Uh, some kinds of pain don't even rate for someone who has it all the time. Yeah. Um. So, especially like you know, with with people with, with chronic pain and stuff like that. Um. One hundred percent, I agree. Yeah. I mean, heck, just thinking about the scope of my own uh, uh, like emotional pain from from just depression and stuff like that. There's, you know, people ask me how I'm doing sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I'm fine, 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 and then I like really think about it, and I'm like, oh, I'm slipping. <laughs> I, am, I am, oh, I'm 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 halfway in the hole right now. Actually, I'm not fine. Like, not yeah. you asked, but
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I will flat out say it. Um, I remember the way that my wife described her kidney stones. Mm-hmm so like there there was a four thing comic that was on that i saw just a four panel and it's a doctor and he says, you know, uh, how are you doing? You know, uh, can you give me a pain scale on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 being, you know, almost non-existent, you don't even notice the pain, and 10 being the worst pain that you could ever imagine. And then you see the person sit there and think for a second, he's like, 2. It's like a 2. And the doctor goes, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, clearly he thought of the most worst pain he could possibly imagine was way outside the spectrum of where he was at. And yeah. the broken leg that he has is no big deal. Yep. Not that big of a deal. Like a, like a 2, maybe a 3 at the most like you know like what's wrong with your imagination like but seriously some people are just constantly in pain or have such a pain threshold that like when they get to what you would consider like a six Mm -hmm. or a seven on your pain threshold. They're like, oh this is starting to bug me. This is like a four to them, maybe a three. Yeah. You know um and these are people who've dealt with a lot of pain. Like a chronic amount of pain. Um, one of our players, um, has chronic migraines. Mm -hmm. He literally lives with migraines most days. Yep. And he just sets them to the side in his head. Like there's, there's not a lot of pain reliever and there's only so much he can take. Yeah. And until it gets to a point where literally he's going to throw up.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and And then
1: flat out he will say, it. I will go throw up and sometimes I'll feel a little bit better enough that I can just come back and be a normal person. We're like, that is not normal for me. That's my everyday. Yep. And, and it's like, it's, wow,
0: it's, you've known him a lot longer than I have. I have, uh, I have. and so uh, he, it was. It was actually by by your suggestion that uh, that he was it was it was brought into the group, and I'm so glad that you did because I, I he's incredible. Love the hell out of this person, yep. but um, uh, yeah, but I but I'm not used to that. And I remember one of the first times he was sitting at the table, and he was just kind of like pinching the bridge of his nose or something like that. And you turned to him, just like you okay? And he's like, oh, just just migraine. I may have to get up and throw up, um, but but whatever, just keep going. And I'm like, Wh- whatever, just keep going. <laughs> like, you like, know, you looked well, over, I'm like, you got a bullet wound. <laughs> like, like, first off, I didn't know that you were in pain up until a second ago when right. you asked and you said yes. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, your base level for normal and being able to function through these migraines is amazing. Right. But then to follow that up with, I may have to leave the table to go throw up just keep going. Is mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. W- yeah. Okay dude. Please yeah. please let me please let me know if I can accommodate you in any way. Yeah. <laughs> Do not feel ashamed about that. Like yep.
1: yep. And I I think that, that that kind of level of accessibility and awareness it has to be part of the DM's toolkit. Mm-hmm. Like just being aware of those kind of things. Sure. And that it's going to be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I will flat out admit there are times when things are frustrating as a storyteller where you're like, where you are already, it's usually something else that's pushed you to that level, Mm -hmm. but then something, something that sets you back or something that, that one of your players does sets you back that fits into one of those scopes it can get very frustrating and you have to remember that your frustration is not about that. Yeah. It's something else. Yeah. Um, and you have to get to the root of that to really get the truth. And I think that's the hardest thing as a storyteller is being able to work around your own frustrations and understand that everyone is going to need a little bit of accommodation at some level mm-hmm. at some point. And you just have to be willing to, to work with them on that and help everyone else be willing to work on that, because you are their leader in this story, yeah, and in this this session, you yep. know, you're the host of it, if you will.
0: Yeah. Every time, every time I've started to get frustrated with with other players and such like that for for their uh, accommodation needs, yeah, I I think back to you know times when I've showed up at your table half in tears, yeah, you know, because I was just I was just broken that day, mm-hmm. you know. And I dragged myself over in spite of my brain telling me that it was going to be awful mm-hmm. and that everybody at the table hated me. And, you know, and I, I still had a great time and whatnot, but I can imagine what it was like having to not only manage the
1: game, but also my emotional state, you know? And some of it is is looking past that and just being aware that it's there, kind of keeping it in the background, but understanding that it is something that you're here because you choose to be and you're here because you enjoy it. Yeah. It is something enjoyable for you. And it's a normal, it's bringing something normal. And I think that's one of the things that we all need right now mm-hmm. is that we're all, and I'm, and I'm not saying this lightly to make light of our conversation, but I'm going to say this we're all at a little bit of a disadvantage right now. We are. We're all under stress in different places. We're all frustrated. Even the people who are in areas that are less affected directly by what's going on, who might have, you know, a, a population that, is kind of protected or different or separated from mm-hmm. it uh, or environments where lockdowns haven't happened. Cause there are some out there mm-hmm. um, and definitely in other countries um, be aware and, and understanding that we're all under a certain level of, of, of stress mm-hmm. that is going to affect everything we're doing. And the best thing that we can do is what we should be doing as storytellers is being able to take that pause and, just a breath, and recognize that it's not just on us; mm-hmm. it's it's everyone. And being able to recognize that, and at least be aware of it enough to say, "Okay, whatever I'm doing right now, and this feeling that I'm feeling is added onto by whatever else is going on." Exactly the non-normal world that we're in. Uh, you're familiar with spoon theory. Yes, very much so.
0: Uh, The spoon theory is uh, something that was uh, kind of thrown out there on the internet. I I don't really remember who wrote it originally, where where its it's original attribution should go. Okay. Um, And and I apologize for that. Uh, But it was the theory that uh, everybody has a certain amount of spoons per day. Um, Essentially units of energy that you can expend uh, both emotionally and physically to get your daily stuff done. And there are some people who, um, you know, in, they're, they're, they have all ten spoons, you know, or whatever allotted for whatever tasks. They just, you know, one spoon to wake up in the morning and get themselves ready. One spoon to get through, you know, to to, to get to work. Three spoons to get through work. One more spoon to end up in the end of the evening, and you know, maybe you end the day with four or five spoons left, and that's great um but there are some people who who struggle with things and well, because of because of emotional impairments or mm-hmm. physical
1: impairments have to spend a lot more spoons on things yeah you might only start the day with 3 spoons because you've already spent 3 spoons
0: yeah just just existing yeah you know with chronic pain yeah can can expend 5 spoons right there mm-hmm. okay and mm-hmm. you know the the act of Sure, you might be able to you know, get up, get dressed, take a shower, but that only leaves you with one spoon left, so you're not going to be able to get through a full work day on that.
1: There's a reason why my game didn't get started back up, and mm-hmm. that was because I was spending spoons on someone else yep. every single day. Exactly. And then still having to spend my normal allotment of spoons, and by the end of the day, I was completely out of spoons and borrowing from friends. Yep, and, that so. is, and, and some, sometimes you have to dip into your spoon deficit
0: for next day, mm-hmm. and you can do it but you're going to be at a deficit the next day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's one of the reasons I'm not uh, getting a lot of writing done right now, because a lot of my spoons are are spent just mm-hmm. managing, you know, on, mm-hmm. on things right now. And yeah. uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is just simply because with the, with the pandemic going on right now, not to date this episode too terribly much, but right. um, you know, a lot of people are, you, you may not realize it, but everybody is expending two or three spoons just existing in this reality right now right you know and some people are getting by just fine you know if if you're one of those people who has five spoons at the end of the day you can spare two or three to be a little stressed out by the about the pandemic but you know if you're people who run your run a pretty lean spoon diet you know Mm -hmm. you may not have those two or three extra and they may they may put you
1: into deficit occasionally so there's one disability that we haven't talked about okay that you brought up specifically for this episode Uh, and something you wanted to do and I'm with you and I think we could do it. We can talk about it now. Oh, okay. Well, it's not, not really uh, as an accessibility
0: or or, or I should say, it's not, not a disability, Mm -hmm. um, but it is in a, uh, a barrier to access. Okay. Okay. And that is, uh, financial. Yes. So uh the reason I, I brought it up earlier with uh, with Rob is that I just wanted to make sure that this was uh kind of okay to do because I didn't want to speak for you and know And I'm
1: one hundred percent behind it.
0: Uh is the so we have been doing a lot of talking about this uh this fate accessibility toolkit. Yes. Um a lot of this list of uh considerations that we've been listening off mm-hmm. to you is actually from the accessibility toolkit. Yep. And, Which is available
1: on drive com. That's why we're talking about it.
0: Right. And it's available on drive through rpg.com right now. And I know uh RP uh, drive through RPG is doing a lot of Sales right now because mm-hmm. a lot of people are stuck inside. Yep, they want to give you reading material and things to kind of help with the togetherness and the mm-hmm. gaming and whatnot. Um, and so it is on sale right now for seven dollars and fifty cents. Um, so I would like to encourage you to go and pick it up mm-hmm. um, because I think it's it's great. Even if you're just going to, um, you know, read it over just to just to have those considerations to have it on your shelf, basically, yeah, yeah. To have it on your shelf and just have an extra resource of things just to consider um as far as rounding out characters and being able to make your table more accessible to players in the future. Um but understanding that uh financial barriers mm-hmm. are also um you know barriers to inclusion. Yes. And the people who need this most um already exist in a world mm-hmm. where they have to go the an extra mile to feel included and to get through barriers to exist uh, you know, on, on a certain level. Yep. And so what I would like to say is that if you are in a if you do want to get this book and uh, are in a not in a position where $7.50 50 cents is going you know is is accessible to you um hit us up in either on Twitter at ST underscore conclave, uh, shoot us a DM on there, uh, you or, can or our discord private message on discord. Mm-hmm. Um, one way or another though, reach out to us. Uh, we'll be willing to give away, uh, we, we can do probably five. Yeah. I'd say uh, we can do five copies. Yeah, we, we can do five copies of this. Um, it's, it's not a lot, but,
1: uh, we'll be happy to take care of it because we, we want people to have access to it because we think it's a great piece of literature. Um, and we believe that the fate people and developers who wrote it deserve it. Yeah. Like they deserve that funding for it. Exactly. exactly. So so we will definitely support that. So again, just so you're aware, we will support up to five copies of this getting picked up. Just message us through any way. That we'll, we'll try and get it to us, uh, and we will take care of that with you. Yep, absolutely. So uh, we do have a question mm-hmm. that came through, and I, I think it's a good one. And we kind of talked to it a little bit, um, but I think it's important because it did come through as a question.
0: Yeah, it's, it's and it's an interesting angle on the topic, yep. I think. Uh, so Knox in the box, uh, in fact, he's the, uh, the show contributor who, uh, put forth this question in the first place. So I want to thank you again, Knox. Um, he asks, do you think props, clothing, or other tangible items might help someone with a disability learning or otherwise better understand and experience storytelling elements or possibly help
1: them connect to their character more? I'm flat out going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things uh, that I think really helps—I think everyone, in a way—get uh, into things is visual aids. Yeah. Um, I mean, having minis, having a board, really does help everyone who can't necessarily visualize things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a direct accessibility issue for people who can't imagine things in their mind. There is. There is. Uh. uh, uh yep. Okay, I, I don't heat, know the name of it. Heat
0: sink. if you're in the live chat, please put the name of that condition in the live chat um, so I can say it on the air. Um, but yeah, he was uh, – uh, uh, Sean was actually talking about this to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a, an example of like just picture an apple. Mm-hmm. There are some people who can't even see a red blob when you, when, you know, right. they kind of know it's conceptually red and round, right. but can't see an apple in their mind's eye. And there are people all the way up to and including, you know, people who can tell you the texture
1: of the skin on that apple that they're in. The setting. Describe it in, mm-hmm. in vast detail. But so, uh, Aphasia thank is what you. it's called. Thank Aphasia. you very much. Thank you, Sean. Um, But that is just one layer to that. So I think... Any, I think that is a less of a prop and another thing to assist in immersion. Sure. Um, Just remember that not everyone's going to enjoy that immersion. And sometimes that immersion can be too much. Mm -hmm. Um, Too much sound can affect people who, who might have uh, hearing assistance uh, and may not be able to handle all of the noise. Like I set up my, uh, my table and
0: tabletop RPG or, uh, uh, sorry, tabletop simulator. And one of the fires made a crackling noise. And I thought it was really nice and low and subtle. Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, oh, cool. You can even hear the fire crackling. And the person with the hearing impairment said, wow, that's really loud. That's all I can hear. (laughs) And and my first reaction was, really? My second reaction was, okay, literally, what does it cost me to turn that off? Literally nothing. I will accommodate
1: the player. (laughs) You know? He corrected himself. It's, and I, I, is it? Oh, if aphantasia. Aphantasia. I, I, we might even be spelling that wrong. Or saying that wrong, but you know what? I, I, we will definitely agree that it is, it, it is what we described. Aphantasia, I think yes. is, is, is how it's pronounced, yeah. So so it's just it, any time that you can assist, mm-hmm. um, I think you're helping. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. you're giving someone a description about uh, a room that they walk into and you use a movie reference. Mm-hmm. Or a book reference. Or they're like, oh, you know, I don't know either of those things. Okay, well, uh, what kind of fantasy novels have you read? Or what kind of fantasy movies have you seen? Well, I've, I've seen Lord of the Rings. Okay, do you remember this scene? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of look that I'm looking at that you, when you walk into that space. That kind of stuff helps every little step along mm-hmm. the way. and helps connect them to it. Um, the other thing is anytime you can make descriptions from their point of view. Mm-hmm. I think helps that. Um One of my, some of my favorite stuff is the, is the old like, and then he pulls the gnome from his backpack. (laughs) Nobody expects the backpack. And first of all, the right there, you understand that the gnome is in his backpack. Secondly, there's a full size gnome behind him. So he's huge Mm -hmm. without a question. Like his meaty hand just picks up and drops a gnome down. You've got that. So yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh I, I think uh props are great, but
0: you have to um you still need to know your audience with the props. Yes. Like for instance, uh I have given out uh literature
1: mm-hmm. to my
0: to my players. Like mm-hmm. I said, okay, you guys asked for assistance from the Arcane Library mm-hmm. to to get these and I had print offs for them and I yep. did like fancy fonts and all yeah, that jazz. It was and I've even done like handwritten letters where I used like a handwriting mm-hmm. font and stuff like that. Yep. Um and then I handed it to the player at the table with dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to be mindful not to yeah. make a gigantic gaffe like that. And yeah. I know there are other players or who or give
1: or give uh like sometimes scripts are just hard to read. Yeah. Or you you hand them a riddle on a sheet of paper that's coded and now they have to decode it. So maybe they're physically not good at decoding, mm-hmm. but their character would be. Sure. You know, sure. things like that. Um yeah, and then obviously don't make it a Uh, a prop of the story where it is the only thing that they're aware of
0: right right
1: you know don't don't give your blind gnome uh you know uh rigor ruby lens glasses and then constantly talk about them Mm -hmm. you know that they that they that these are like you know his trademark things you know because he's blind no that's that's just that's poor that that's that's poking at it and that's poking fun at it and i think that that is where things can kind of slide into the wrong direction yeah so yeah. um next week topic is interesting it's our anniversary it is our anniversary it's gonna be 52, episode two. 52 52 weeks of this stuff now granted it's it's technically like the the week before we were but it's the 52nd and that's why i'm gonna take our one year on that yeah, yeah yeah um so next week uh or is it next week or the week after next week Next week. Next week. So we're doing this next week. Um, One of the things that I wanted to do um, is that I want to have all of our listeners be able to be available. Yeah. Not just our patrons. I know you guys are taking care of us a lot, but I want to do something different for just this episode, and I kind of want to get everybody in on it. So if you're hearing this and you've been listening to our podcast carefully... We're going to open up the live chat uh, on the... We're going to open up the live chat on the Discord for next week, and... To kind of maybe entice you a little bit to join us, I'm also going to do some giveaways. Yeah, I have got a it's the first library. time we've done like, weird giveaways. Yeah. I've got a library of things, games, eBooks, all kinds of stuff that I can give away. Uh huh. Um, that I've been storing for years. So I am going to do a live giveaway next week while we're going through our our discussion. Um, so join we'll, us in the live chat. Yeah, Help everyone. Rob with his hoarding problem. That's right. We're gonna be. We're gonna be. <laughs> We're going to be taking on live questions from anyone. Uh, We'll try and use both the Discord, and I'll I'll try and keep MixLR up. We'll see if we can do it. Uh, But we're going to do drawings basically throughout the entirety of the hour. Samantha is hyperventilating in the live chat right now. I bet. Uh, So we'll be (laughs) answering questions from people. We'll be uh, doing uh, giveaways. We'll be talking about different topics. We're going to revisit some previous stuff that we've yeah, done. Yeah. Um, kind and some nice of the retrospective but, kind uh, of a, yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to have some fun with our, with our one year and kind of just do something different. Then we'll get back the week after that to our normal stuff and mm-hmm. we'll bring it all back around. But, uh, Depending on how things go and uh, how many people show up, you might be surprised with some of the giveaways. There might be some really decent sized stuff in there, but uh, be aware that it's going to be games and ebooks and stuff, and then possibly some other stuff, depending mm-hmm. on how, how, how things go around. So. Um, do we have any questions out of the live chat because i was gonna we've got like about another couple of minutes here that we could throw together i know we had some good discussions last live week chat has been pretty
0: quiet tonight, i know, you know I say. I sam know, making Sam I mean, made a couple of comments uh, uh sean is there and helping us out with the aphantasia thing and i can
1: see some listeners out there at mixlR we'd like we're thank you for listening in on his live as well techno um, which said he stopped popped in long enough to say he was unavailable tonight well i guess and, he's just gonna have to deal with that but yeah. uh he's gonna miss out for next week yeah, that's been, gonna be been for a sure.
0: quiet night unfortunately so yeah i
1: mean I mean, you had your good discussion uh, on the story stuff with him that you were going over world building. Yeah, yeah, it's um, world scope and discussion about that. Like well, we, what... we
0: we talked a little bit about um, uh, world building because he was. Uh, and I, I, this might be a good place to bring this up. Um, so up, up on our Discord, we you know we have some really good discussions that happen up on there sometimes. Um, not a lot actually, uh, and uh, one of our show con- uh, our 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 Patreons technology hear us talk about him occasionally. Um, his uh was working on writing a one shot yeah and uh he was bemoaning the fact that uh he thought he was going to be able to get away with not doing a lot of world building because it was just a one shot right and then realizing that he had made a bunch he'd done a bunch of world building Mm -hmm. and feared that he was doing too much and that that meant that it wasn't going to be able to one shot anymore because he'd written a bunch of content for it right and uh i told him i'm like you because you have a lot of content like doesn't just because you've built the world rich doesn't mean that you can't tell a short story in it and what i did yeah. was i went online and i found one of isaac asimov's short stories yeah my, which is a beautiful story one of my favorite stories in the world called by jupiter mm-hmm. and i posted it to him it's only about a page and a half long yeah and i said read this let me know when you're done and we'll do a homework assignment breakdown mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on it you know so he went. He read it, uh, and then uh, came back and said, uh, "I said, okay. So I'm gonna grab the f- just the first sentence mm-hmm. from this. Mm-hmm. You tell me how many facts you can glean about this world, that uh, about the world that this story takes place in, right. just from literally one line. And you came up with dozen. I mean, there was a whole." alien trade thing that was going on and uh, that you could glean things about the tech levels of the aliens the mm-hmm. technology levels of the humans dealing with them the situations between them the diplomatic relations going on there from one sentence yeah and i'm like that N- n- at yeah. no point in the story did Asimov ever start breaking into the history of these aliens or the history of the humans. He just literally started out with, so trade negotiations were going like
1: this with yeah. the aliens. And and video games do the same thing with their skybox. Mm-hmm. Like, it's visuals that you're seeing in the distance. They're not talking about it. They're not part of the active thing. But they still establish the setting. 100%. You don't need to
0: know what that building out there is. Right. But the fact that it's on
1: fire tells you a little something about the state mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. You know? Sam had a good question in here that just came in. Yeah, Um, yeah, good, good, good. Thank you, Sam. Yes. How do you justify characters with physical disabilities having higher stats story-wise if they're missing an arm or something like that and have a higher dexterity or something? Um, how do you justify it? I think there's a million ways to justify it. I mean, people
0: are complex. Yeah. People are very complex. And just because you're missing an arm or something of like that does not mean that a, you haven't gotten very good at, uh, manipulating things
1: in ways that make sense to you. I know someone who couldn't use their hands for a while and ended up using their feet amazingly well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, have seen videos of, of people like,
0: you know, target shooting, uh, uh, you know, bow marksmanship. With, with their feet while standing on their hands. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things that is, that are, that are possible in this world. Yeah. I I would say,
1: say, think beyond where your immediate scope is. Look beyond the injury Mm -hmm. and think of all the things that they're doing just on the other side of it. Yeah. You know, imagine, imagine the next, the next day, how are they going to compensate and then extrapolate on that a hundred days later. And you'd be amazed how good and proficient you can be at something when it's like day two of you be struggling. Yeah. Now it's been their life. Yep. So how do you work around it?
0: I mean, heck, I was I was down after recovering from a surgery for like a month and a half uh, a handful of years ago, and uh, there was uh, I found myself easily, you know, with mm-hmm. with within a week. Uh, so anyways, uh, I think we've got to wrap up here. You can find us on Twitter at ST underscore Conclave. On Instagram, ST underscore Conclave. You can listen to us live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern on MixLR.com slash Storyteller dash Conclave and uh, please uh, check us out our our show descriptions uh, up on Twitter as well you'll find the link to our Discord join us in the discussion there shoot us some questions we'd love to hear from you
1: and we'd like to thank our Patreon members uh, Knox in the Box Sam and now the Arcane Asylum thank you for joining us this month it's so wonderful to have you all here and supporting us our intro music was Beyond the Warriors by Geefrog you can find that at geefrogmusic.webley.com or on Google Music. Our outro music, which you're hearing now, is Only Our Footprints in the Sand by Midair Machine. You can find that at soundcloud.com slash midairmachine slash tracks. I want to give a big
0: shout out to our families, Vicki and Sean, for supporting us all this time. All of our friends who've sat with the center table over the years. And you, every single one of our listeners. We love you. Stay safe. Stay healthy.
1: Good night. Good night.